With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now, listener, welcome. to We're, we're on the move because I said I'd do an emergency podcast because I've been lax this week. I've been too busy doing stuff. So we're on the move. We're off to the uh, England women's training session. They've finished their session because obviously they've got a restraining order out on me, but they don't know I'm coming to interview them afterwards. If I say that too often, people are going to start believing it. That's the problem. Uh, <laughs> Phil's here. Uh, we're, on, we're on the road. Um, road trip. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's surprising because there's almost as many people in the car as we get for our live events, more of which to come in the future. Uh, and I think, actually, there were more people trying to tackle... Wakefield's Corey Hall yesterday than they've been to some of our live events and still he got the ball away for Liam Hunt to score us Wakefield gloriously beaten Hull someone said oh you're doing the podcast on Saturday you, you, you need to talk about Wakefield beating Wigan and you, you're going to miss it because they're playing Hull and I said well we'll be alright and, and Wakefield beat Hull which he's, he's good because Wakefield are probably safe now but he's also well Hull are rubbish but um, you were at Leeds and Warrington I uh, was. was was it alright uh y- I think there was encouragement for both teams for, for Leeds particularly defensively um, they've scored a lot of points recently and um, clearly that side of the game is something that Rowan Smith is encouraging and it seems to be working for them but I think they needed a game whereby they were put under the pump and the second half they were and showed sufficient resilience in their own line to make sure that they won their fifth game in a row seven out of eight up to fifth in the table so yeah I think um, there was clearly relief at the end Um, but it's another way of winning and it's what you need the test that you need going into the playoffs for for Warrington a couple of young players made their debuts particularly impressed with Adam Holroyd Riley Dean looks like he's being given a chance and you know he's waited for it he he, he seemed to to want to get involved get his hands on the ball a lot um, so yeah, I think um, a relieved Daryl Powell that uh, he, did, he didn't have to talk about where this result leaves them, um, and a relieved Rowan Smith because he'd seen another side of his team that uh, ultimately brought home the bacon. And he's not looking at league table, so that's that's the important thing. He's not picking out individual players. You can ask him as many times as you like. So it must have been an exciting press conference then afterwards. There were a lot of words spoken, <laughs> not that many that could be quoted in a match report. I'm sure some people have managed to do that. Um, I, I was away from the whole world of rugby league. I there was a rugby league venue, in a sense, at Ollerton last night, because uh, this is Saturday and that was Friday. So I was trying to keep in touch with the scores between uh, all the exciting action. Um, Saints seem to have won comfortably against Hall KR, but again, hearing the quotes from Danny uh, Maguire afterwards, he seemed to be fairly happy with their performance. Again, it's a free hit, isn't it, going to Saints? You, you don't expect to go and win, but as long as you're putting in a performance and you send the fans home vaguely happy on their long trip across the 62, probably some roadworks, then, you know, every, everyone's, everyone's a winner. Saints get the points, Hall KR are Hall KR. They've just signed James Matchler as well. In, well, they've in, just in, announced in, in, in shock news. Jacob Miller's still not signing for Cass at the time of recording, by the way. I think Connor Barley scoring a try on his debut 
makes us all feel old because clearly he's the nephew of Paul Cook but that's great um, and the one thing Danny Maguire has done is he's talked up and given an opportunity to all his youngsters over the last two weeks and it's really worked for them stands them in great stead for, for next year and I think when you look at the two whole clubs and inevitably people pair them together one seems to be really struggling as to what its identity actually is and uh, the style it wants to play and, and you know, disillusion amongst the fans, and another is uh, trying to give opportunity. To, uh, try, you know, the, the kids that are coming through clearly are passionate of playing for the club, and uh, nobody, uh, even among their passionate fan base, can fault the effort whether they win or lose. So, I think there's a real difference between the two there. For, for me, for Saints, you know, Will Hoppoarty coming back offers them a different dimension with with Wellsby then moving into the halves, and Tommy Makinson coming back. I think. 22 points last night um, again it just makes a massive difference and they're what six points ahead with three games to go so they're trying to build up Wigan and Saints next week at a game that they could win the league leader shield I, th- I think we all now know after this round of games Toulouse have been relegated and Saints have won the uh, on the top of the table back Unfortunately, Saints have history of not celebrating the league leader shield with much gusto. So I think they will if they win it. Well, that, that's, that's true. Uh, that, that's Friday night because, of course, it's an extended bumper double header round, which no one wants of Super League action this week. Starting Wednesday with Leeds versus Huddersfield. Huddersfield, of course, who played Cass on Thursday again, which everyone's already forgotten about because Huddersfield won easily. Very efficient. Um, performance. <laughs> so I think that's a word to describe them. Trust the process. Big fan of the. I mean. Uh, uh, of, of all the social media games out there, Huddersfield's is very good. Obviously, Castleford is the best because Tom's my mate, but um, you know, very, very impressed with Huddersfield on and off the pitch. It's a, shame, it's a shame they just can't get people to go watch them, and I don't know what they can do to do that, but that's that's no knock on Ian Watson and his team. And Well, they can't do any more than get to a cup final, and now they, for the first time since 2015, have qualified for the playoffs, so he can't do a lot more. Um, I don't know what the, the fans in and around the old far towners want or what more the club could do to market themselves to a younger audience but in terms of what they're doing on the field you cannot fault them and uh, they are going to be dark horses in the playoffs because I suspect from what we saw with Watson Salford when they got to a grand final they just know how to win pressure games. I don't want to say uh, people will be having kittens if Huddersfield got to the grand final in terms of selling tickets. Why have they played Catherine? That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be great. Because um, everyone's, everyone's excited because the ticket sales for the World Cup, people are like, oh, we haven't sold enough, or oh, we sold this and that and the other end. I don't know, the World Cup is the World Cup, and we'll, we'll, we don't know what people are going to buy tickets for. I know they, we've talked about this for a long time, but it is, are people from inside the sport going to buy them? Are they trying to, trying to attract a different crowd, but whether they are going to get involved or not? The marketing's going to be ramped up soon. Well, we'll see. We'll, there's a media briefing with John Dutton this week, so we'll see what he says this week and how things are going. But I am excited for the World Cup. I, I am very excited. I'm starting to try and work out what I'm going to be at if they let me in. So uh, I, I am. Why wouldn't I'm excited. I'm excited. And uh, well, hence why we're going to speak to all these England players. They say, they're excited for the World Cup. Are you excited? Are you excited? And all those other cliches. Um, mentioned Wigan and Toulouse Wigan with the perfect uh, response after losing at Wakefield Super Wakefield sorry on on Sunday at the, the Bellevue building site but Toulouse I think as we've done 
did, did we kind of build up this relegation fight that wasn't really there in the last few weeks? And I say we as the rugby league media. No, I, I think if, um, we said it the other week, if Toulouse had won at least one of their home games, July they had, I think, was it four out of five of their games were at home and they needed to, to probably beat a whole team that was low on troops or maybe Salford, who we now know are, are a very good team anyway. But they had opportunities at home and, and we thought, looking at the running, it's going to be tough for them because they're, they're mainly away games and when you're new to Super League, away games are tough. Away games, when you're travelling to them, are even tougher from, uh, from France. Um, but they, they didn't take the opportunities that were offered to them. So I, I think we also knew that once Corey Norman was banned for the, uh, can we call it the bottom gate incident? Well, spreading buttocks, I believe, was the, the phrase used on uh, It made it to TMZ. Of course it In did. the States. That's what sells. That's what sells. Yeah. Sex sells. Uh, but but how long has uh, Nathan Peterson been banned for, for calling the yeah, uh, discipline into question? I just don't think Toulouse have had enough quality players which partly stems back to when the season, you know, just about the season was about to kick off, they lost arguably two of the best who had got them up from the championship for, again, on rugby related reasons, that they, they did recruit Norman and Alvaro, but quite late, and um, you know, Bevan French, three more tries for Wigan, which I think probably would just about establish him as the leading try scorer this year, um, just too strong, just, just all round, too much pace and power, and uh, unfortunately for Toulouse and for Sky, who were built up Le Derby <laughs> on Thursday, which they'll be showing live, um, not a lot of impact or interest in it. Have the French not got a word for Derby? Yeah, it's Derby. Derby. Yeah. They don't like those, do they? They don't like that. They don't like those words borrowed from English. Le Weekend. Derby. Well, it's, it's Lord Derby, so I suppose. But yeah, no, I, 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 I believe that um, you know, we needed to decide as a sport if we were going to have two French teams in Super League, what benefit that could bring the competition. That you had to do what you can to retain two French teams in Super League if that meant um, you know some dispensation or whatever it might have been. But uh, no, I think we are, we've lost to lose and. Uh, it is a shame because there were some possibilities there going ahead that we we won't now see. The interesting thing will be where does Toulouse go from here? There is a rumour going round that it may not be into the Championship. They may oh. go back into French League. What then? Perhaps come back to Super League in the future with some kind of well, well, don't don't knows? say you, you, you but you. You heard it here, possibly well, first or maybe second, that Toulouse might not automatically be going back into the championship. Well, there's so many rugby league podcasts out there these days. They must, they must be on somebody else's. Um, I would say, talking about bad timing of things, which everything everything's all about timing. Um, my career is generally generally based on timing. Was there a worse time to go full time in, in the championship than when Lee and Featherston are throwing money around as if they were? Well, in the grab-a-grand machine on Noel's house party back in the 90s, which doesn't make sense as a, a comparison. But Newcastle went full-time, and, uh, and, 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 and they're now going part-time, which is much like happened to um, Sheffield that time. Uh, yes, unfortunately it didn't work for them. No. Hasn't worked for, for Newcastle. Why, why would you throw uh, money into the... Uh, yeah, into a pot when you don't know what the structure is going to be. And I, I think disappointing as well this year for for Newcastle. We expected a little bit more out of them. Um, I, I don't know that the, the problem is it's it's fine if you're a young family and uh, you know or you, or you're 
sorry, you're a young player who wants to go and establish the the, the lights of the, the city of Newcastle. It's hard to get families to relocate and go up there. Uh, so they've had a lot of players on loan, particularly from Wigan. Um, but unfortunately, it just hasn't worked for them. So, yeah, Sheffield managed to get over that hump. You'd, you'd hope Newcastle will as well. But we just desperately need some guidance from somebody about what the sport's going to look like going ahead. Although it does appear that it's not just the rugby league issue in terms of uh, the North East, because it seems that... no, Well, rugby union, it, from what I read, is they're able to cut their budgets because... It looks like no one's going to be promoted to their top flight. I was crossing the street when I met the love of my life. I chased after her. Nothing would stand in my way. Not the dog walker, nor the hot dog vendor. Finally reaching her, I asked, what do you call that amazing smell? Um, it's Gain Flings. Gain Flings. My love had a name. But more importantly, it had a scent. Fall in love with Gain Flings. Seriously good scent. Try Gain Flings today with special savings at Family Dollar. For a few years at least, anyway. Well, and on last Worcester Warriors, was, well, go, I mean, um, go bust. I, I'm waiting because, you know, it seems that between the pair they've run up more debt than the whole of Super League did when they did that report on the BBC, so I'm waiting. I'm, wa- I'm like that meme, I am waiting, but um, it's not happening as of yet. We're going to pause because we, we're, we're trying to find where we're going. <laughs> and, and I asked Phil a we're question ne- just as he turned up the wrong place. We're, ne- we're nearly there. <laughs> we're just <laughs> slightly <laughs> the wrong side of it, but we'll it's, get there. Is this, is this still North Leeds? Is it still oh, the North Leeds bad Yeah, lines? you can tell now that uh, oh, the yeah. vigilantes are out following the uh, uh, the, the Liz Truss. Uh, you're, you're in an area where you really should... Uh, I feel like I won't want to come here late at night. I mean, I was on a train going through Wumwell and Eltica last night, but... uh, With all these big detached houses, you're not safe. Is the Wumwell Cricket Lovers Society still a thing? Yes, I think it is. It just seems to be a random thing that exists, but has always been a thing. I'm not paying much attention to cricket for a long time. The 100, what's that all about? What's going on there? I didn't watch a bit of it the other day. There's at least a rugby league connection to the 100. I'm a big fan of the short format. I'm just not a big fan of the 12 lots of short format. Uh, I'm a big fan of the complete and utter lack of any critical thinking in the media coverage of the 100. <laughs> From people who broadcast the 100, but not people who write about the 100 who hate it, obviously. But, you know, that's, that's by the by. Um, this is a very nice area of Right, we'll sign off for a bit. Well, hopefully, we'll speak to some England rugby league players. And if not, we'll, we'll just talk some more rugby league in a bit. But... Uh, yeah, we're in Leeds. The we're duck. in Wheatwood. Oh, it's a pigeon. It's a pigeon. There's a pigeon on the Kirkstall Lane end. <laughs> Hello, this is me from the future. Uh, about to tell you who you're going to hear from. Right, so we've got uh, four interviews from the England Women's Training Session today. Uh, you will hear, in this order, from Wigan's Vicky Molyneux, St Helens hooker Tara Jones, plus a pair of Leeds riders you can't escape from them, Georgia Roach and Fran Goldthorpe. How's the training session gone today? And obviously, we're all excited for the World Cup. How excited are you at the moment? Yeah, I'm really excited, and it just feels like it's getting—it's nearly here now. Um, the pressure's on, uh, but we're all excited. We, we feel really strong, really fit. It's been a great session today. The, the intensity was really high, and, and obviously, that's what we've got to replicate if we want to win a World Cup. You've got obviously still the end of the season to come domestically with Wigan. 
how do you concentrate on that as well as having these excitement for the World Cup in the back of your mind? Yeah, if, if you're performing well for your club, that's going to earn you your shirt at England, hopefully. Um, you know, it's those little one percenters that in high intensity, the, the the effort consistently from from zero minutes to eighty minutes that the coaches are looking for, um, and that's what's going to hopefully get you in that squad at the end of the, in the autumn. How would you sum up Wigan's season so far? Because obviously all the attention is on York, Leeds and Saints just above you. But you're still there in the playoffs. Yeah, we are. You know, we really wanted to get that semi-final place and, and we're building each week. The, the academy girls coming in have, have been absolutely fantastic and the future's really, really bright at Wigan. Um, we do feel like we can contend with the top four teams, uh, top, sorry, top three teams, but it just needs to come down to the day and, and just make sure those nerves are settled and play with intensity and just stick to our game plan. It's, it's errors that's cost us um, in those big games against the top three sides. Obviously you've got some very talented players, youngsters coming through as well which is important for the future. Yeah definitely like the under 19s had a really strong convincing win against Leeds Rhinos um, sort of earlier in, in in this month. They've really had to step up this year, we've had lots of injuries, lots of key players missing so the under 19 girls have have filled in and they've done a fantastic job Um, you know the more of them that we we keep performing in our environment amongst the first team girls you know they will be a real strong force to be reckoned with. The World Cup is coming. First game is in Leeds against Brazil. When you started on your rugby league journey, did you ever imagine the potential of pulling on an English shirt against Brazil? No, not at all. You know, I started playing at sort of 10, 11 years old, you know, playing around with the, with the lads, a bit of tag rugby here and there. And, and you dream about it, you see, but those days we didn't have the role models as such well we did but they just wasn't in the media attention they didn't have the profile that that some of the girls have got now so it's just something that you'd never even contemplated um, and it's exciting and, and I just can't hopefully I'll be there and I can't wait if I can how important is that? And do you see yourself as a role model when you're out there on the pitch? Because we see after games now, there's girls going up to the players and getting autographs and selfies and such. How does that feel? Yeah, it's it's lovely, really. You know, I've got a little girl myself, so to, for her to see how hard we work because we do, you know, we have full time jobs with mums, etc. So to see what we do on on behind the scenes and then to obviously replicate it on the pitch, it's I don't necessarily see myself as a role model, and some would argue that I am. Um, but I suppose that's a modest side of me in there. But yeah, just as long as I'm, you know, as soon as I pull off on that shirt whether it's an England shirt or a Wigan shirt as long as I'm trying my best and, and leading by example then and I'm hopefully I would be considered to be that Having a, a, a real life outside of rugby obviously the, the full time professionals that's all they live and breathe but does that kind of take the edge off in terms of that you can't feel that pressure ahead of the World Cup because you've got real things to do with as well as that? Yeah, I suppose it's that little bit of distraction. Um, but, you know, we're in an elite environment, so whether we're full-time, whether we get paid, we don't, you know, So, but we still want to be that elite you know, athlete, that elite attitude, that professionalism on and off the field. So whether we're a, a mum, full-time job, whatever, we, we're still behind, you know, away from it. That's what we're representing, you know, our club, our country. So it's important that we lead by example. Finally, who do you think is going to win Woman of Steel this year? Oh... I think there's a couple in contention. I think Tara Stanley's been phenomenal. Um, Georgia Roach, as always, has been excellent. You've got Jodie Cunningham again, so but I'd, I'd say Tara for me. Tara, how's training gone today? Uh, yeah, really positive session. Yeah, the girls worked really, really hard in the gym. And then we've come out onto the field and uh, we, yeah, we've really put the effort in in the fitness side of things. And then skills been really good and a really positive session overall. How excited are you for the World Cup coming up in not too not too far away now? Yeah, it's not far away now, is it? It's a really exciting time. It's coming upon us really quick and fast now. So yeah, we just need to continue working that, working hard into that. And you've got big games as well in in the club competition coming up. How how do you manage trying to 
remain excited for the World Cup, remain focused on that. But obviously, you've got to focus on the on the club games as well. Yeah, I think they come hand in hand. Obviously, the top few teams have got a lot of the international players within. So when we're playing each other week in, week out, that really helps to keep that competition alive and keeps you focused on the job that you need to do at club, but also ready for that international level as well. Are you confident on retaining the title this year? That's the big question. Uh, yeah, I think we've got the the skill and the personnel to go and do it. Yeah, definitely. We've just got to go and do the business at the important end of the season. So, yeah, definitely we've got a good running for that. And this playoff series coming up, the semi-finals and the final, they must be great games to have building up to the World Cup as well. For, as you say, the majority of the international players will be involved. Yeah, definitely. We've got a couple more rounds left of the season and then building into the semi-finals and finals, it's really good to build that momentum. Like you say, going into them big games, the coverage that it's getting, it gets more of an atmosphere, more crowd coming in, things like that. Overall, it just builds nicely into that World Cup setting. Asking everyone this question, who do you think is going to win Women of Steel? Or who would you be in nominating for Women of Steel this year? There's a lot of key players across the Women's Super League now, you know. Um, there's a lot of talent across the board. Um, if looking closer at home at my club, I'd say like the likes of Amy Hardcastle and, and Jodie Cunningham. She's an all-round brilliant person and, and player on and off the field. Um, as are the others, such as like Georgia Roach, and you've got like Tara Stanley as well. So, yeah, there's a good few there. Georgia, how's uh, training gone today? Yeah, really good. Um, it's glad to, like glad to be back with the girls. Um, the in- intensity is getting better, and you can see that the girls are really putting their grafting now towards the back end of this year. You've got big games for Leeds as well coming up. I guess no bigger this week than than York. How are you feeling ahead of that one? Yeah, you know, you just take every game as it comes and um, do your best, don't you? I suppose um, you try not think to think too far ahead going into the game. But yeah, um, we just keep working hard in training. Like I say, take everything as it comes. You mentioned the intensity. How important has it been that you've had those big games against Saints and York this season, building up for England and the World Cup? Yeah, like, no disrespect to the other teams in the league, but they're, they're the big games that you want to be playing in that are going to prepare you the best for the World Cup. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have out a few injuries, so they're still developing the young ones. Huddersfield are the same, um, but like York and Saints are the teams that you want to be playing and you know you want to be a part of them big games. You've become a, a, a partnership with Courtney Winfield Hill this year. Obviously, vastly experienced player. What's it been like playing alongside her and developing that? Yeah, she's been uh, good for me both on and off the field. Like she's just a great person to be around. You know, keeps me level level headed. Make sure I'm doing everything by the book and how I need to be doing it. And then on the field, she just makes my life easy. She gives me the ball in, in space, helps me guide the team around the field, and you know we, we do our best to work together. Obviously, it's your first year at Leeds. How have you found the, the transition from Castor Leeds? Yeah, it's it's been fairly easy. To fair, the girls have been been really welcoming. You know, they've they've helped me where I've needed help, and you know, I enjoy playing with them. I've made some good friends and friends for life for sure. And yeah, I just enjoy it. And you know, the, the, it's a good group of girls. Here's the big pressure question. You're obviously a former one of steel. Courtney is Jodie Cunningham as well. Who do you think is going to win that this year? Yeah, I think there's a few contenders this year. Um, Amy Amy Arcastle, as always, is up there, and you know she's. She's a powerful, she's an absolute machine. Tara Stanley, she's coming from the back, she's, she, you know, she's been uh, gaining great field position for York. Um, so, like I say, there's a few that you could pick out, really. So, it's still early, de- early days, there's a couple of games left. But, yeah, there's definitely a few strong contenders there. Last time we spoke, Fran, would have been at the Totally Wicked Stadium after the Grand Final in 2019, which feels like a long time ago. How do you feel you've developed as a player since then? Oh, massively. I feel like I've taken a bit more of a leadership role going into Leeds. Um, definitely younger girls coming in and being able to sort of just take that little step up and coach them a bit and guide them. It's a really nice feeling as a player. And um, and then just skill-wise, I've definitely 
I've definitely grown into myself, definitely realised my strengths and weaknesses and been working on my weaknesses. So, yeah, I think I've developed quite a lot. Feeling confident ahead for World Cup. How's, how's training gone today? Yeah, it's been really good to get back with the girls. Um, haven't been with them for a few weeks uh, with heavy uh, schedules with the competition and it's been really nice feeling. Um, you can tell that people have been working away from here on the skill set and it's definitely shown on the field today. Big game club-wise coming up next week against York. How do you feel about that one? Oh, look, we're feeling confident. We know we've gone off the back of playing Saints and we didn't really perform as well as we wanted to and the whole collective of that wasn't where we wanted to be. Um, so definitely going into York, we're, we've got points point to prove and we're going to bring Leeds Rhinos and bring what we actually made of. And how important are those games against the likes of York and Saints in terms of building up the intensity ahead of the World Cup as well? It's absolutely massive. It's vital for us. Um, if we don't play them close games, them proper tough games and we're not going to know what it feels like and we're going to get a real shot come come the World Cup so they're really important to not take them for granted not uh, not take our foot off the pedal and we've got to keep going I remember after the grand final you were involved with cricket and rugby union are you still involved in the other sports? Um, so I'm still playing rugby union um, they're in pre-season at the minute so we've got a mutual agreement of where we are here so and then cricket sort of taking a bit of a back burner with playing league but um I'm where I want to be right now and I'm really enjoying uh, playing both. So It's almost a throwback to the to the olden days when players were playing the, in the Northern Hemisphere in the South and the Southern Hemisphere in the, in the, in the winter, or the other way around. Uh, do, do you enjoy that, playing rugby all the way all year round, no, no break? Oh, massively. Like I'm quite an active person. I don't really like to be sat there doing doing nothing. And this def- it both give me uh, different challenges, different perspectives and different opportunities that I can go out there and just do what I like to play and... I just I find it so enjoyable and I wouldn't really know where I'd be without playing both. Uh, now the sun's come out, I'll ask you one last question, which is the big one. Who's going to win Woman of Steel this year? There's quite a few contenders this year. Obviously, Amy Hardcastle's been doing well. Tara Stanley's been doing well. Um, Rochi for us has been doing well. Courtney, obviously them two have previously won it. But um, there's a lot of contenders and I can't, I can't give one. I can't give one. This is, this is the end of the podcast. Before now, you'll have heard from some people. I don't know which people and in what order, because I haven't decided yet. Uh, but they were, they were members of the English squad and they were training today at Wheatwood Hall in beautiful downtown Leeds, where it's been raining. Uh, <laughs> got slight, slightly down there. Didn't even offer us a, a bite of the subways either, Phil. It's very disappointing. I didn't realise that was nutrition for um, top-class athletes. Apparently, so... No, no, give us any. I mean, I would love, like some free cans of rain because I'm I'm addicted to that energy drink stuff. But is this the Otley Run? Uh, yes, it starts there. You can tell there's uh, students with fancy dress. Yeah, on. some dressed as contestants from I'm a Celebrity. Some dressed as Burks. <laughs> What's the difference? No, <laughs> no. Some dressed as students. I used to be a student. Got a degree and everything. How did that happen? So uh, yeah, you've heard all those interviews. I don't. I, I don't think there's actually much to add. But it's sort of better wrap things up. Um, th- there might be a podcast next week. I'm not sure yet because you've got a busy week, Phil. Have you've, I? You've got to launch a book. Oh, yes. Well, it's technically out, but well, it's, yeah. it's the formal launch, yes, which is going incredibly well. If you haven't uh, YouTube Jake Thackeray yet, I, may I suggest you do? I don't think you'll be disappointed. But, of course, we've got games now Wednesday, Thursday, yes. Friday, uh, Monday... So, yeah, we're, we're going to be busy. I think that Mr. Davidson bloke said he, uh, he'll be around. Oh, is he around? But I don't know if he is next week. No. I, I, well, I, 
I'm not, but what are they I. Dressed but, as? I think they're dressed as. Um, are they characters from. Ah, uh, what's that film? Despicable. Not not Minion. No, not Minions. Monsters Inc. I think. Right. I thought students had all gone home. Are these all the ones I have here for the uh, the summer then? Well, where are we now? It's August, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so yeah. they won't be back yet. No. They've got a slinky, and someone's already worse for wear. And it's only one o'clock. Yeah. Imagine what it's going to be like by six. I hope the England women aren't on this as well. <laughs> they can. I mean, we've seen the videos after since when they're going for the shit. They can shift it. They they can shift it, but. Oh, so uh, the World Cup's coming. We're excited about that. We um, want to we increase the profile of Women's Rugby League. That's why we, we came. So hopefully uh, there'll be some value in what you're listening to. But uh, we will continue yeah. down this path <laughs> of trying to pioneer. If only the people could watch this programme today. <laughs> it's like people people enjoy when there's barbed comments on the, on the podcast and, and I throw an eyebrow up. But... Uh, I would say some interesting people. Some, in, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm looking forward to um, Leeds and, and York next Sunday. Very much. So. If um, are, are you, are you going to be there for? Are you going to be busy uh, next week? No, I might try and get there now that I'm, it's definitely Sunday. Is it? well, I, I believe Do we know what so. time it's kicking off? Two, maybe. Two. Whenever well, you can turn up. I'll see you there. There's a someone's come as a traffic cone. Maybe someone could come dressed as Danny Cipriani, and then somebody else could come dressed as a bus. <laughs> That must have been somewhere around here. There's one for the uh, one for the young people. For the cognizance. Someone dressed as a, a cowboy, but appears to be wearing a flag that's a cross between the Union flag and the whatever the American flag's called. And appears to be walking in the wrong direction. Mr. Potato Head, Mrs. Potato Head. Right. It's a positive education. Yeah. Someone dressed as someone from the Olivia Newton-John physical video. I'm sure that's a, a very special tribute to her. Um, has there been any rugby league news this week, by the way? Um, the RFL have moved. I'm not <laughs> sure that's news. I didn't bother to click on the pictures. <laughs> and it's there. Um, um, no. No. I'm trying to think. I don't well, lost, people were signed for clubs, but they can't play until this year anyway. I think they're dressed as um, the adult version of people dressed as Hogwarts. <laughs> This is all new to me. <laughs> that may be in a that may be a specialist version of Harry Potter I've not seen. <laughs> Probably not available on sale at Philip Howard Books. But the magazine's out. Magazine's out. Um, if you haven't received your copy yet, go buy one in the shop. It is available. Um, I think they're dressed as Top Gun and a slice of bread. I mean, that's a very weak, that's a weak competition. Yeah, yeah. That, Why are they walking in the wrong direction? Everybody's going the other way. Yeah. So, so that's the podcast because you know, as ever, you always know when we've run out of things. I mean, we've run out of things even quicker this week because we're on location. But stay tuned for another podcast at some point in the future. It's a good job people don't run their lives on on the back of when this podcast will come out because I don't know when it will be. But but when the World Cup comes on, you won't be able to like move for content. We'll reflect everything. Yeah. Uh, probably because at least one of us will be there. Caught with Mr. Potato Head again. Right, we'll, we'll see you uh, in the future. Buy the magazine, buy books, watch Rugby League, and is that all the things? Don't on? go on the Otley Run. Don't go on the Otley Run. Gamble responsibly. 
Whether you need timely, I can't wait another second care, or want I can go nights, weekends, and holidays convenience, Northwell Health Go Health Urgent Care is your go-to for trusted care in the neighborhood. From I think it's broken pains to I can't get out of bed illnesses, the caring Northwell Health Go Health Urgent Care providers and staff will get you feeling better faster all year long. Learn more, save your spot, or walk into a nearby Northwell Health Go Health Urgent Care Center today. Sports Social Podcast Network.